0: Welcome to the Viking Voice. This is your Friday edition, and we are happy to be back with you. We have a special guest today, don't we,
1: Mr. Scudder?
0: We
2: sure do. We're so excited to have our first interview on the podcast, Miss Dana.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you. This is Miss Dana. Hi, you guys. Thanks for inviting me in. We're very
0: happy to have you here. First of all, those of you who are listening, If you're a Hopkins family, you should have heard from a teacher. If not, you will be hearing from a teacher coming up. We will be emailing all of our families. We want to make sure that we're servicing our families appropriately. We want to make sure you have what you need. We do need you to answer just a few questions for us. So if you get an email from a teacher, please try to respond back to us. Let your parents know that these emails are coming We'd really need to hear from you and make sure that everybody is doing well. We want to make sure we're checking in on our families.
2: Yeah, it's not a it's not a big deal. Just a quick uh, three questions. Uh, it's kind of a survey. It'll take your parents five minutes probably to send us a note back.
0: And I think the three teachers on this podcast are the three that were really gung-ho about emailing everybody. So it's likely that if, if you are on one of our lists, you've already heard from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a ton of responses back already. So I was, thank you, parents. Yes, we appreciate it. I did too. Thank you for for letting us know quickly. On a positive note, speaking of families, we had a breakthrough in the Weibel house today. Very exciting news. My son Evan learned how to ride a bike.
2: Now, you got to <laughs> describe the scene. Did, did he have like training wheels on before? Did he learn on like a strider? How did it go down?
0: Yeah, so... Years ago, he had a little one with training wheels, and um, we took those training wheels off. I can't remember if it was last summer or the summer before, but either way, he was very unhappy about that, and he refused to get on a bike without training wheels, so we just said, well, I guess we'll wait until you're ready, and then his birthday's in September, so this past September, he got a new bike and wasn't ready to try, and he decided yesterday that he really wanted to learn. So we got out the air pump. We filled up the tires. And yesterday I started with him and it, it didn't go great. Mm-hmm. It got to a point where I felt like he was really close. Yeah. To be honest, I just couldn't keep up with him. It is really hard to run behind a kid holding on to <laughs> the back of their bicycle seat.
2: You were gassed. Yeah. I guess. Yes,
0: I was. I was totally gassed. I just couldn't keep up with him anymore. And so I said, hey, I need a break. Mm-hmm. So we got it out again today. We took him down to an area near us. Our church has a huge parking lot. It's only a block away. And maybe a couple shoves on that bike and he was riding it around the parking lot. So. Oh,
2: wow. That's awesome. Is he eight now or seven?
0: He's seven and a half. Okay. Okay he asked if he could ride at home from the parking lot and riding around a parking lot where you can make big circles and everything is a little bit different than riding it, on a sidewalk
2: don't i know where you
0: have to like yeah keep it straight right come on Weibel. the streets are empty it's the perfect time to start (laughs) i know i did think about it but i haven't reached that point in our hiatus yet where i feel comfortable just walking through the streets maybe next week maybe i'll reach that point next week anyway they were multiple times on the way home that he chucked his helmet he pulled his helmet off and he chucked it and i had to like i had to go okay just take take a few deep breaths calm down you know Mm -hmm. but anyway we ended on a high note he made it like the last length home riding all by himself and so that was a that was a big accomplishment for us and you know we wouldn't have had that opportunity today necessarily if we weren't in this situation. So that was a silver lining thing for me today. It was really exciting. He's
2: never going to forget it. I mean, he'll, he'll not, he'll forget the coronavirus. He'll remember learning how to ride his bike. That's amazing.
0: So what are your highlights this
1: week, Miss Dana? Oh man, I have been just trying to keep my mind busy. I've been staying in touch with a lot of students. So I've got sixth graders right now. And if you know anything about teaching sixth graders, which I know you two are the eighth grade teachers, I'll let you in on a little secret. They ask a billion questions,
2: <laughs> hands
1: down all day long. So I'll put up, I've been posting these uh, daily like drawing challenges and assignments along with like a weekly longer assignment and project that I want them to be working on. And they're pretty basic and straightforward. Oh man. I, at least a thousand email responses and questions. Well, it's good that they're really engaged. They are. That's what's that's what's really fun about that age range is about twelve years, eleven and twelve. Is they uh, they love every game, every joke. They they don't quite get all my jokes, but they they'll play along. I'm like, who wants to participate in that this activity? Hundred percent every time. Wow. You don't get that with eighth grade, even though I love my eighth graders. What about you, Mr. Scudder? What's your highlight?
2: Well, we've had a heck of a week. Honestly, this is the week that I think it set in the, the boredom. The first couple weeks were exciting. We had a brand new classroom upstairs set up. I sent a couple pictures out. We're still doing all of that, but uh, the kids um, are not holding their attention like they used to in my little classroom. We made an obstacle course yesterday and it was looking pretty good. And then Jude got about halfway and then sat on the ground. And uh, those of you that know much about five-year-olds, if they sit on the ground and they put their legs together, it means one thing. Get them to the potty really fast. And so that activity fell apart. We did have a nice day yesterday. It was so beautiful to get outside. We raked all the leaves. We had a nice bonfire. So I'd say the highlight was was just getting outside finally. This weather's starting to turn, so it's nice out.
0: Yeah, yesterday was beautiful. It was a nice sunny day. I think tomorrow's going to be warm, so... Just take advantage while we can. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So, we should talk about the current situation happening with the coronavirus and just give a little update. Michigan is now ranked sixth highest in the nation for the number of coronavirus deaths. It's also ranked the fifth highest in confirmed cases. And part of that is because. The Detroit area is one of those hot spots in our nation. It's just an area where we have a rapid spread of this illness and we have a lot of high numbers there. The other thing that is monumental to note that has happened recently is the United States has now taken the number one spot in the world of confirmed coronavirus cases. So, those are pretty monumental things.
2: You know, watching the news the last couple of days, kind of seeing where the big hot spots were in New York City. uh, It looked like uh, New Orleans was going to take the first big uh, wave of this. Uh, And to see Detroit start popping up on newspaper articles and and, uh, interviews is uh, quite disheartening. So it is in our backyard, if you will.
1: Yeah, what's been really interesting is there's uh, the Louisiana Um, is becoming a hot spot and then there's two states right next to them so you have like Mississippi and Alabama and they haven't taken a whole lot of measures and that's been that's going to be really scary to see going forward in the next week or two those cases start to rise in those states that are kind of nearby the ones who may not be taking this as seriously.
2: Yeah I I totally agree and and, you know I'm not going to go into a government spiel here but what we're seeing across the country is varying degrees of government. Um, in, our, in our form of representative democracy, people represent the population. In cases of it's Alabama and Mississippi, th- those governments are not making strict decisions. They're not locking down cities. I, I, I did see uh, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, the city council is now taking action to lock down their specific city. And the governor is, uh, I believe, trying to override the city council's decisions. And it's quite eye-opening to see how different governments operate around, around the country. We talk a lot about federalism, the, the sharing of power between the national government and the state governments and students. You are really seeing this in real time right now if you turn on the news. So luckily, it looks like Michigan is doing a darn good job compared to others.
1: Yeah, I saw that they got a grade A um, based on there's a couple um, apps out there that are grading states based on their response, and Michigan seems to be doing better than most. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, no, maybe it was just
0: this morning, they came to an agreement on a stimulus package. I, I think the governor increased eligibility for unemployment, she changed something that would allow people to be eligible for unemployment. And the stimulus allows for an additional payout on top of what you're receiving for unemployment. They're also giving single people within certain incomes a deposit into your bank account. I think for single people, it's $1,200. Married couples are getting $2,400. And then any child you have as a dependent that's 17 or under, I believe you get $500 per child. So there is some relief coming for some of the hardships that are a result of these circumstances, but that deposit is not going to happen for you probably for at least three to four weeks and possibly longer, depending on if you've already filed your tax return. If you um, do a tax return with direct debit or a direct deposit, then you're going to get that money faster so there's a few things that are still up in the air as far as timing but i thought that was great that that was at least passed
2: yes thank goodness it did get passed two trillion dollar stimulus package uh two trillion i want to say that again that is a whole lot of money i don't i'm not sure where all that money came from uh taxpayers obviously but uh that that is a a gigantic sum of money to put back into people's hands and to put into businesses, uh, it is much needed. We have seen the highest number of unemployment claims in our history over the last week. Um, so
1: three point two million today alone for last week. Wow, three point two million.
2: Miss Dana, we asked you on the podcast today because you're such an upbeat, positive, exciting person to see. Where every time I see you in the hallway, uh, it's so refreshing. You always are, are so upbeat. And, and we thought, you know, who would be the best first interview for us to, to have on the podcast? And um, very quickly, we came to the conclusion it was you. And when I called you, I was expecting to talk about, you know, what have you been up to? Um, how, how have you been spending your days? Are you, are you bored? And you gave me a very different story. I'm hoping you're comfortable telling us uh, what your last week or couple of weeks have looked like.
1: So what I've been dealing with is the coronavirus has been hitting pretty close to home for me. Um, it's in my household. I'm, I'm almost 100% sure. I can't verify it. So my partner, his name is Tim. Uh, we've been together for 20 years. Uh, he works at the Gerald Ford International Airport. And so this past week, um, he wasn't feeling very well at all. And so Friday, he went to work and then he was sent home with three other employees that had high fever, dry cough, shortness of breath, all the main COVID-19 symptoms that you're hearing about in the news. Um, And when he walked in, and you know, I was just in the middle of my morning getting up and ready, it was probably 10 a.m., he looked like a ton of bricks had hit him like straight in the face. And so he went to lay down and I started trying to call his primary care physician and try to find the numbers. You know, he wasn't able to really do a lot at that point. He just needed to lay down, but it was bad. I've been hunting around all town all day for like a thermometer on that Friday, but I couldn't find one in the house. Uh, So the only thing we had was like this meat thermometer with like, this really sharp impaled end, and he looked like poor Tim. He looked like he was gonna murder me with his eyes when I was like, "Okay, you're gonna do this." And <laughs> I know you could see it written on his face, like, "You better step off, woman, if you think you're coming at me with that thing." Because he just didn't feel good, and I needed answers. Because if you know anything about me, I've got to get to the bottom of this. So I want to be in control and make sure that I'm gonna get him a. Here I am thinking I'm gonna get him a coronavirus test. We're gonna get this solved symptoms are gonna get better and they just haven't um, you know he's been sick all weekend just down and out with the fever and the dry cough uh, some of the symptoms seem to be improving um, I would say the shortness of breath he's been able to get up and around a little bit more um, but he still can't get up up and down staircases um, I seem to be you know kind of asymptomatic I still feel pretty good I've kind of sort of convince myself like uh, any hypochondriac would that every day I think I'm feeling like something come and set in, like maybe I have a fever, maybe I have a cough, but I think that's just in my head. A lot of psychological issues kind of come into play when you are worried about the ones you love. We can't verify if it's the coronavirus in the household uh, because they they won't test. You know, I know that they said they were going to have enough tests for everybody, but the truth is is they don't we were, we too young. Um, him and I are both going to be 38 in a couple of weeks and we're just too young without enough like previous conditions to qualify for a coronavirus test. So I've just kind of been watching him trying to, you know, I gave him a little bell. I'm basically trying to get him everything he needs and being a good caretaker, but it's, it, it hits really close to home when you see like the ones you care about the most. You know, kind of struggling and going yeah. through this, not knowing whether it's the flu, not knowing whether it's the coronavirus, not having those answers. So the doctor, when I finally got a hold of him, I was on the on hold for two hours that day, and they said, "Well, you know, just stay home, don't come here." They were kind of at that point, even on Friday, were were overwhelmed with the system. There, I was called maybe like number twenty eight. So it took me about two hours to even get through to my primary care doctor, which is in Metro Health. I'm trying to stay positive. After I found that out, my mother-in-law and father-in-law have both been tested. They have the same symptoms. They live in Fowlerville, Michigan, which is where I grew up. That's where Tim and I, we actually went to high school together. We didn't really know each other in high school. Um, We met when um, I started going to college up here at Grand Valley. So mother-in-law and father-in-law have been tested with high fevers, but I worry more about them because they're at that age. Uh, They're about 65 and my father-in-law actually has COPD. So he has breathing issues already. So I'm very scared for my loved ones. So I'm trying to just stay positive. I am grateful though, for all the people who have, I've been on the phone all day with family, just curious how we're doing and so loved ones have been calling me out of the blue. So it's, it's been very worrying. And at the same time, you know, it's really it's really awesome to know that people care enough to call.
2: Yeah. When did your, your in-laws get in, get tested? Has it been a couple days? Are you expecting results back soon?
1: They got tested um, in Brighton, which is a town in Livingston County, which is in the in mid-Michigan area. It's, I don't know if you've ever been, it's about a half hour past East Lansing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got tested to, uh, yesterday morning at 8 a.m. in Brighton, which is near um, one of the, the hospitals that my mom works at. So my mom works, she's a phlebotomist, so she draws blood. And so I've been worried about her too. She's on the front lines of this, just yeah. Um, nervous that, you know, she's she's six, my mom's 66 years old. She's, she's not quite retired yet. She's been holding off to retire and you know she's out there and well I just I'm done with it it's way too close to home for me I'm ready for this whole thing to be over with and for everybody to just be happy and healthy but I know that that's we're going to go through a lot of struggle before we get there
0: yeah and I think what's going to happen is we're all going to know somebody you know yeah we're all going to know somebody who's got these symptoms and is going through this and it I'm so sorry you have to go through this I I can imagine it's scary to have a an almost 38 year old healthy man, not be able to
1: make it up and down stairs. That's pretty significant. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's a lot like me. We were very positive people. We're not overly emotional. We, you know, he's, he's one of those guys, guys. So he doesn't, he's not going to tell me that's what I'm worried about the most. He's not going to tell me when he's not doing good. He's just going to say he's always doing good. You know, he'll never tell me he's sick, but I can tell because I've been, we've been together so long, but you know, if he's got to go to the hospital, he's got to let me know. So I've just been trying to drill that into him. Like you can't be tough guy, be a tough guy right now. You have to let me in on what's going on in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, they got tested yesterday and they were told by their doctor that there's a four to five, a turnaround for tests in that in that area, which seems like a really long period to wait. Um, yeah. Some of the some of the ha- hospitals over here, because I have a couple friends that work at Spectrum, they've been testing in Grand Rapids. Um, they can get a test done between six hours to twenty four hours. So we've got a little bit quicker of a turnaround in, in kind of our west side of the state, um, but over on that in that area in mid Michigan and East Michigan, I think they're you're, they're seeing in They're seeing more cases, not only, but then a backup. They have like a backlog of cases that they have to test. So it's slowing them down. So he's been ill for a a little over a week now. Yeah. With the really interesting thing that leads me to believe it's very hard to make these guesses. I'm not an expert. So what you really don't want to do during these times is WebMD things. And, you, you know, sure. you're, right. it's a very interesting time because you're hearing everything on the news and they're telling you all about the symptoms and then his symptoms match. So you kind of freak yourself out. Um, what I've tried to keep it in the back of my head is, you know, it could just be a normal flu working through the system, working through his system. So, I'm, but also at the same time, I saw how quickly it spread throughout his shop where he worked mm. because Four people to have caught it is kind of spreading like wildfires or while like a wildfire in one day. And then in the last few days, their shop is still open. They've been one of considered like an essential shop. And three more people have dropped. Hmm. So there's seven people. There's something there like. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So sorry to hear that, Katie
0: we're definitely going to be praying for him and your in-laws as well and praying that you stay healthy.
1: Yeah, I seem to be, I don't know what, what is keeping me healthy, but I, I, I so far feel great. I don't know. It's hard to watch people you love go through things like that. I'd rather be, you know, you want to take it on yourself. You, I would much rather be the one sick than having to watch someone I love be sick. That's, that's tough. Yeah. It's really tough to, to deal with. I will tell you that it makes you sh- certainly grateful for, you know, not only the job I have, um, but also just all the calls I'm getting. So you, you feel the love from people and you know, I, I'm feeling pretty grateful. So I think we're going to make it out of this. Okay. And I'll keep you guys posted if I hear any more information.
2: Yeah. Please keep us posted.
1: Yeah, I will. Thank you.
2: You're, you're in our thoughts.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. You guys always make me feel at home. Well, on that
0: kind of note of just trying to, you know, when you're in that situation, you're obviously caring for somebody who's got an illness that you want to protect yourself. The CDC came out with some guidelines on hand washing. Mr. Scudder, do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, so I, I've been on this earth for uh, over 40 years, and since I was a, a wee little lad, Uh, I had always been taught that, you know, the hotter, the water, the better. And I I have walked around with that knowledge in my brain for quite a while. So when I, this coronavirus started to come around, I started to use scalding hot water to wash my hands, thinking that that would obviously do a better job than just lukewarm water. Well, I I heard on the radio the other day that the temperature does not matter. And I, that raised some, you know, raised up my uh, antennas. So I went to the CDC website to find out, is it really true that you have to have hot water or warm water, or does it even matter? And the CDC website uh, says that the temperature of the of the water does not really matter. Um, Cold water is fine. Warm water is fine, um, as long as it's any water. So um, I I think um, just just the fact that you get your hands wet is is what we're going for here. Um, Mrs. Weibel, anything to add there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, part of it is, you know, obviously soap and water, like you said, temperature doesn't matter, but the amount of time that you wash your hands does matter. And that is shown to make a significant difference. Making sure that you wash them for 20 seconds. There's lots of uh, songs out there. Lots of people putting their own favorite songs to their 20 second time limit. And the other thing is the areas that most people miss when they're washing their hands are on their fingertips, around their nails, underneath their fingernails. So just making sure that in those 20 seconds, you're really scrubbing and cleaning your hands thoroughly.
2: Are your hands raw? Because my wife and I were looking at our hands last night. We have been washing our hands so much that they're getting like red and dried out and... um yeah, I, I think I've yeah. washed my hands more in the last three weeks than maybe the last three months.
1: I've been disinfecting like mad around here, so I've, I've got the same thing. But I, I do want to ask one question. So Weibel mentioned songs. Mrs. Weibel, give us your 20-second song. Mr. Stroud, <laughs> what's your 20-second song? I gotta know.
2: Do you want, to, you want me to sing yeah. it? <laughs> oh,
1: well, oh, yes, of course. But if you're, you know, if you're mic shy, then just... It would be nice to know.
2: Well, Mrs. Weibel is the one with the with the voice uh, in in the middle school. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, she really is an amazing singer. She just doesn't announce that to anybody. So, Mrs. Weibel, will you um will you sing to us?
0: I will not sing to you. Oh, but come on. <laughs> I do have small children, so the song that I always go to is real easy. It's either Happy Birthday or the ABCs, because those are really easy ones to sing for 20 seconds.
2: That's a great one. Mine is Running Down a Dream by Tom Petty. It's my favorite song. Uh, we played it at the talent show a couple years ago for the students that were there. Um, it's it's my favorite song. It's my mom's favorite song. So I sing Running Down a Dream with, with Tom Petty.
1: Nice. I usually go with a Prince song. You don't have to be good <laughs> I am not like Mrs. Weibel. I sound a little bit more like a brown rat, but I, I will volunteer my singing voice to you. I love it. Yeah, so the
0: the bottom line is just practice good hygiene. You know, we talked about disinfecting. You mentioned your dry hands, and I will tell you there's a really great cure for that, and I'm going to plug this person here. But I still have some of the goat's milk lotion mm-hmm. from the Dorman family. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I put that on my hands every night before I go to bed. It makes a huge difference applying that after you wash them. Because right, I get dry right along my knuckles from hand sanitizer and scrubbing. Um, and trying to stay clean and cleaning my kitchen counter and all that stuff. And I'll tell you, that
1: lotion is amazing. Nice plug. That is Topaz Hollow Goats and Soap on Facebook.
2: We are looking for sponsors for this podcast, so maybe yeah. maybe the Dorman family will be our first sponsor.
0: They got amazing products.
1: Use them. Everybody go buy some and use it. Uh, can I mention one other thing that I think is uh, important that I wanted to, just a, a quick reminder for those of you that don't think they're doing enough by staying home. That's exactly what you need to be doing because... Knowing that Tim has been sick right now, he's really been craving like popsicles or like a frozen Coke, something that, like he's had like a little warm chills and fever. And so we want something cold and we don't really have anything in the house. We have some like freeze pops, but they're like freezer burn. They've been in there since, you know, at least six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to get through, if anybody's listening, just to listen is to make sure that you know that you staying at home is exactly what you need to do. I know that I'm sitting at home and I'm kind of in self-quarantine. And uh, there's a part of me that thinks that's just not enough. I should be out there helping people and doing more. Uh, But, you know, he wants me to go to the store. And, you know, the truth is I can't. Because if he's got it, then I may have a chance that I may have it. And if I were to go get them a frozen Coke or an ice cream, something real simple, and and even if I jet into the store for a second or even go up to the local mobile station and it takes me three seconds, I could touch something there and give it to someone else. Or I could, you know, accidentally pass by an older person that has previous conditions. So that's one thing I wanted to mention. So it is okay to stay home and just stay safe. That's the best thing I think we can all do to keep each other safe.
0: That's perfect. That's a perfect message. Yep. I 100% agree with that.
2: Can I, can I add on to this? I think that we've been at this for a couple of weeks now and I'm starting to get the sense talking to family members and friends that some people are getting a little bit, um, well, we're getting stir crazy in our homes. So we're starting to get to the point where we're, we're, we're starting to make little deals with ourselves. Oh, I'll, you know, I was talking to my mother-in-law about an hour ago and she, she mentioned she had a neighbor come over to help her clean up her gutters and clean her on the outside. And I said, well, did he come inside the house? She said, oh yeah, he came in the house, but he used some Lysol wipes to clean the doors. I said, okay, what else you been up to? And she said, well, you know, uh, my son Lucas came over to fix the TV. And if you really think about it, you know, those are two people. It doesn't seem like a lot, not a big deal. But how many people did that 13-year-old neighbor kid have uh, that he came into contact with over the last couple of weeks how many people did my brother-in-law Lucas come into contact with when he went to his factory job that has, you know, over a hundred workers, you know, just two people walking into your home could be, you know, compromising your house. So we need to be really safe. So Mrs. Dana, thank you for saying that.
1: Yeah. And it's just, it's a very small thing that we can all do. So I may not I might be in my house feeling like I'm not doing enough for my community because normally, you know, I'd want to do more. But this is exactly what I need to do. If, if I've got this and if it's in my house, uh, even if it's not, just to just if there's an off chance, even if it's 1% chance that it's it's here in my house, it's it's not worth the risk. So we've just been staying, staying indoors and finding things to do. I've become an avid bird watcher like every other grandma on the planet. It's been very <laughs> depressing. So... <laughs> I just want to let all the eighth grade students that may be listening, if you see me and when we finally get old, get through this and we all get to go back, uh, which I can't wait to see you, and you see me come into to Hopkins middle school hallways with a Cardinal sweatshirt on, please. <laughs> my request is that you please punch me directly in the face. <laughs> because I am way too young to be an avid birder i have nothing better to do right now than watch them outside my door i'm in the process of trying to steal them from my neighbor nancy right now i'm feeding them quite
2: often wow oh miss dana
1: i love bird watching i know i'm learning them by the sounds that's how we know it's getting really bad because you'll hear like a chickadee i'm like yeah that's a chickadee
0: I have an actual bird caller with many different sounds that I can play to try to attract the birds, just so you know what level of bird watching you're in company
1: with. My grandma had one too. Watch out, it's coming.
0: Be students,
2: careful. Students, yes. this is not normal behavior for 35 to, 30 to 40 year old yes. women. This is not. These are two relatively young adults. Acting like they are in their 70s and 80s. I just want to pull I that
0: disagree. I think bird watching is for any age, kids. Get your binoculars out. Somebody get me a hard candy.
2: Majestic. Just majestic <laughs> bird watching.
0: Speaking of this, um, seeing our students again, I put out a little Instagram poll asking, What topics do you want us to discuss on our podcast? And 100% of responses said, Are we going back to school? And the truth is that we don't know. Right now, the plan is to be back on April 13th, right? Correct. Monday. Yep. That is our current plan. That is all that we know as teachers. We don't have any top secret information that we're keeping from you. We just have to wait and see. We have to wait and see what happens in the next couple of weeks We have to wait and see what the governor says. The only kind of entity that can adjust whether or not we make these days up, if we're going to extend the school year, any information like that has to be done through our legislature. So they haven't come out and said anything yet. So I'm sorry, but we just don't have an answer really.
2: Right. We can look at other states and see what other states do. Um, but that really doesn't give us a whole lot of guidance here in Michigan. States operate very differently. So you may have heard a couple of states have closed for the rest of the school year. Th- those states, their, their, their legislature may have a totally different view on situations. So I wouldn't get your hopes up. I wouldn't get your hopes down. We just really don't know. We're, we just need to be calm and wait.
1: Uh, Boy, I love my job, but it's, it's, it definitely, when you're away from it, you realize how much you miss it. So I really miss my students. I love teaching art. Uh, It sometimes takes something like this to make you remind yourself how, uh, how lucky you are. So I, I really will look forward to going back when we finally get back. Me too.
2: There's a lot of students that I've seen, I won't use any names, but I've seen on, on the Instagram that, that many students have already mentioned, I'm going to go crazy if we don't go back to school this year. So I know it's not just us, it's, it's also the students. If you're struggling out there, everybody, uh, we're going to get through this one way or the other, uh, and we're here for you if you need us.
0: So we also got a message, we had a new voicemail this week. And it was from Mr. Stockwell. So I'd like to play that for you now and see what he has to say.
3: Hello, Mr. Scudder and Mrs. Weibel. This is Mr. Stockwell. I just wanted to call in and say hello. And I want to thank you guys for putting together this podcast. This is such a wonderful thing for our students and our families to stay connected. And it is nice just hearing familiar voices. And I wish everyone... um, health and and happiness as we continue through this this unknown period of time. Uh, So thank you again for putting this on. Yeah, I just wanted to call in. I wanted to share a song with you guys. Uh, I've been listening to Say Something by Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton. I think it's a a pretty upbeat song, pretty fun. And uh, kind of a a little known fact about this song, if you look up the music video, it's done in what's called mise en scene which is a style of recording where you only use one cut to make the whole video.
0: Thank you, Mr. Stockwell, for contacting us. It was so good to hear from you. I know our students really appreciated you taking part in our podcast. And thank you for your song suggestion. We're going to definitely check out that music video. Speaking of our positive playlist songs, we've gotten a few suggestions.
2: We have 11 songs so far in our podcast. It's 41 minutes. I have to add Mr. Stockwell's there. So we're at about 45 minutes. I plan to send that out tomorrow and uh, give everybody a chance to listen to it. It's going to be updated ongoing. So you may see it one week and it has, you know, 12 songs. The next week it could have 15 and 20. It's one of those where it will slowly build um, as people send in their requests. So please continue to send us your music requests to add to the Hopkins voice, uh, positive playlist.
0: And also please feel free to call in and leave us a message. You know, it was nice to hear from Mr. Stockwell today. And I know as you heard, he's, he's Missing out on the school year right now, too. We all just want to be back and together again. So please feel free to just hit that message button on our podcast homepage and leave us a little message. We'd love to hear from you.
2: I have to say this as as a musician, as somebody that, that just loves playing music. I have a prediction, everybody. I think we're on the verge of an acoustic music music boom. When people are cooped up in their house, and especially those of us that play guitar or ukulele or, or any kind of instrument, you have to keep it down a little bit. Now I'm used to turning on my amplifier, getting my microphones out, going in my basement and really jamming hard, but it's not really possible uh, when, you're, when you're all cooped up together. So I've been finding myself playing a lot more acoustic music. What, what do you think, ladies? Do you think that we're gonna start hearing a difference in music uh, over the next months and years?
0: Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I haven't this week, but last week I got my guitar out and I haven't picked up a guitar in a long time. And I was inspired to do that by Emma Weber, who's going to be, she picked up her ukulele. So here we go. I said, let's play together sometime when we get the chance after this
1: has moved through. So I think you have a point to this. Yes, I think you're going to be seeing trends in uh, death metal, actually. But that's just, <laughs> that's just my recommendation. People are letting out their rage.
2: <laughs> so you're taking the opposite here. You're, yes. you're thinking that not the soft, mellow thing. Yeah. You're thinking people are about to rage.
1: I think Jack Johnson and John Mayer need to step aside for Slayer and Megadeth. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> Rage Against the Machine is on tour this year, so I guess uh, I guess you're right.
1: Yeah, I think I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm a little nervous because I've, like I told you, I was telling Mr. Scudder that I've got uh, Smashing Pumpkins tickets, and this may get shut down from for the foreseeable future. But it's in April, so I'm ho- I don't think we'll be able to go to that one. But I know you were hoping for Foo Fighter tickets.
2: Yeah. So they didn't res- They haven't postponed that officially. The Smashing Pumpkins.
1: Not yet, but it's coming. I think. But I've got yeah. the album here, and along with my. Uh, 90s grunge outfits that I used to wear in the halls of my high school
2: I I think we're referencing bands that that these students have no idea what they even are hopefully they'll rush out to their to their uh, computers or Spotify and look up all of these songs and artists but yeah the Foo Fighters have not been officially um, canceled but I'm just heartbroken I've never seen them play a rock uh, show I've seen them play an acoustic thing but uh, we had four throw tickets and uh, really, really bummed out about that.
0: That's too bad. Speaking of these 90s bands, I am just thinking about our positive playlist. I think I have to add some Blues Traveler to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be sad listening to a Blues Traveler harmonica riff. Just saying.
1: I think the kids are pretty impressive with their those their 90s bands and their 80s bands and that knowledge. I see I see their concert T-shirts in the hallway with those eighth graders. They're they're a little more happening than you think. They know what's going on. So speaking of what our
0: students have been up to, Mr. Scudder, you got some videos from our students this week.
2: I did indeed. Finally, finally, uh, Kate Claypool sent me three videos. Uh, one of her doing, well, I. It is it is quite an uh, interesting trick shot. She does, I believe, two cartwheels. She, she's on a putting green, by the way, on a golf course. Two cartwheels onto the putting green. She jumps on a skateboard, which hardly moves, maybe three inches. The skateboard moves. She grabs a putter and putts a golf ball through a tube, and then it goes in the hole. So that was pretty cool.
0: Amazing.
2: Uh, yeah, it, it's something to see. Um, I'll have to get her permission to post it uh, online. She also, I think, maybe have started back up the ice bucket challenge. She was doused with a whole lot of ice water in the video that she sent. And she challenged Abby, Peyton, and Ellie to do the ice bucket challenge. So I think that thing is coming back.
0: Yeah, maybe we can see some videos of those challengers doing that too. I'd love it. Send them in. Well, Miss Dana, I'd like to know, how has your podcasting experience been with us today?
1: It's been a lot of fun. I needed this. Uh, My mind has been kind of, eh, it's not been down in the dumps. I've been staying positive, but I definitely needed a redirection. I have been doing nothing but cleaning and taking care of loved ones and back and forth. And my mind's been all over the map. So this has been a lot of fun. I needed this tonight. So thank you guys. Well, we
0: really appreciate you coming on and talking to us. We miss you, you know, as much as the students miss their friends. You know, our colleagues are our friends and we miss each other too. We miss working together every day. So it's so good to hear your voice and we really appreciate you coming on tonight.
2: Thanks, Ms. Karina.
1: Thank you so much. And I want to say a quick word to the students. Um, art, uh, the subject that I teach can be really stress relieving and it if art is used to kind of cope and it can also be used to create community uh so if any of you guys that are listening have been creating some art over break please feel free to send that to me i love seeing student work and i've also got the photo contest going on and some some really great photos have been sent to me i got a photograph from, from sage collier the other day it was better than any photograph i've ever taken in my life so keep up the great work and please keep uh, in touch with me. I love hearing from all my students. The photo contest, um, I'm, I'm running it during the break just to give everybody a project to do something creative. So this is the second year I've done it, and I'm going to try to do it over the break. Uh, Every student can take photos of their, with their phone and send me their best two, and you can send it directly to my email. As long as it's a high quality photo, I'll enter it and take your submission. Uh, everybody can send two photographs and I've gotten just some just incredible photographs so far so keep it up and I'd love to get more.
0: That's awesome Miss Dana thank you for doing
1: that for our kids. Oh they're talented Uh, that's one of the the amazing things that I've learned in the last three years is uh, even though we're a small school creativity is something that our students at Hopkins boy they're incredibly talented so they do some really wonderful artwork for me in class, uh, and their photos uh, so far have been uh, great. I can't wait to share them out to the other teachers and staff and once uh, the winners and finalists are chosen. And students, we really
0: miss seeing all of your artwork on the walls, too. It was nice, always a highlight to walk through those hallways and see your work displayed. So we are missing that. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to know a few things this weekend. Send us an email, shoot us a message, let us know, number one, what types of topics do you want us to discuss on our podcast? We'd like to make it relevant for you. And also, if you have any other ideas of a guest you'd like to hear from, please let us know that as well.
2: Also continue to send us your positive and upbeat songs that you listen to uh, when you uh, need to feel good. We'll continue to add those to the playlist, and I'll be sending that out via Instagram and Google Classroom in the next day.
0: Well, students, we hope you have a wonderful weekend. We will be back with a new episode on Tuesday.
2: Have a great weekend.
0: Bye, guys. Thank you.